We're beginning a new series today called Hearing God's Voice. And it'll be a three-part series based on John 10, 27, where Jesus was talking to his disciples and he said, My sheep hear my voice, I know them, and they follow me. So we'll be breaking that into three parts, just as it falls there in the scripture. First, that we'll talk about today, my sheep hear my voice, and then next time, I know them, and then they follow me. So my sheep hear my voice. Jesus has given us a promise here that we can indeed hear his voice. Isn't that wonderful news? This means a couple of things then. First of all, he's speaking. If we can hear him, then he is, he is speaking. And if his sheep hear him, then he's speaking to us. Salvation didn't just give me a ticket to heaven when I leave this planet. It brought me into a relationship with God himself. So he's now not only the creator to me, but now he's also my Lord. He's my father. Jesus is my savior, but he's also my friend and my shepherd. I'm in his fold, in his family. He lives with me and he lives in me by his Holy Spirit. So I have a relationship with him. Now I have the ability to converse with God, to speak to him, but also to hear him speaking to me. All right, and then secondly, I can never be upset with God for not speaking to me. All right, if I'm not hearing his voice, the problem is not that he's speaking, but that I'm not listening. God is always speaking, but he's not always heard. We see this in uh, Isaiah chapter 66, verse 2. This is the Lord speaking. This is the one to whom I will look, he who is humble and contrite in spirit and who trembles at my word. All right, so that is someone who is hearing and perceiving to the point that they are trembling at the word of God, not just hearing a voice that's like on the news, on TV, that I hear it, but it's not really meaning anything to me. This is someone who is being spoken to by God and who is hearing. Verse 4 of that same chapter 66 of Isaiah says, uh, the Lord says, when I called, no one answered. And when I spoke, they did not listen. So if I don't think I hear God speaking to me, the problem is probably not with God's not speaking. It's probably with me not listening. So then how do we learn to listen? How do we learn to hear the voice of God? Well, I'm going to give you three practical steps to that. First is focus. Secondly, listen. And then thirdly, discern. All right, so first, how do we learn to hear the voice of God? First, we focus. Eliminate all the hubbub of life, everything else that's vying for our attention, and focus on the Lord. You know, if I want to listen, if I want to hear the voice of my wife speaking to me, sometimes I'll be in a deep fog watching TV or reading, and I suddenly become aware of a voice in the room. And the only other one there is my wife, so it dawns on me as I come out of that fog of focus on something else that she's probably speaking to me. And I should probably be hearing her. And so I, sometimes I have to actually just apologize and say, I'm sorry, start over. I'm, I'm focused on you now. We need to do that when we come in the presence of God. Colossians 3, 1 through 3 says, If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. How do we do that in prayer to listen to the voice of the Lord, to focus on Him? Well, begin to worship. Think about what Jesus even said to His uh, disciples when He taught them to pray. What are the first words? Our Father in heaven. 
we began to focus our attention on Him specifically, immediately, our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name. We begin to think in terms of worship. Begin to worship Him. Begin to read the Bible or pray in tongues. A good habit, a good practice to be in is to see yourself before the throne of God, which is the reality. We are seated together with Him in heavenly places. So that's not a vain imagination. That's a reality. See yourself before the throne of God as you set your mind on the things above. Jesus promised that we could hear His voice, so we should expect Him to speak to us. So how do we learn to hear the voice of God? That's number one, focus. Number two, we simply listen. You know, sometimes we just need to stop talking. <laughs> Psalm 46.10 in the New King James Version says, Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes we just need to learn to be still. Isn't it frustrating when you're trying to communicate something to someone, but they just keep talking? <laughs> Sometimes we come before the Lord in prayer and we do all of the talking, even if it's uh, not simply making requests, even if it's praise, if it's uh, reciting scripture, if it's speaking in tongues, even sometimes we just feel like our mouth has to be engaged in communicating to God. But communication is two-way. So we certainly speak to Him. We're told to bring Him every request with supplication and with thanksgiving so that we will not be anxious so that His peace will guard our heart and our mind. We're told to do that, aren't we? But sometimes we just need to stop talking and listen. Learn to be still and listen for His voice. Another part of listening is learning to meditate. Think about what He's saying to you. Joshua 1.8 says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. In other words, it, you shall always be speaking it. It shall always be what you are talking about. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night. And the word translated meditate there means to murmur or to mutter, or by implication to ponder or to imagine or to think upon. Have you ever walked away from a conversation knowing that you needed to think about what was said to help you understand what they meant? Don't rush your conversations with the Lord. Learn to do that. Make time to ponder to meditate, to think about what you believe He is saying to you, whether it's through Scripture or whether it's in prayer, hearing His voice, the inward witness, however He's communicating with you, which we will talk in the next section where He said, I know them. We'll talk more about how He knows what we need to hear and He knows how we need to hear it and the different ways that He speaks to us. But however He is speaking to you, learn to ponder it, to meditate on it. Don't just hear Him and then rush off to other pursuits, but think about, meditate on what he has said to you. David said in Psalm 63, 6, New Living Translation says, I lie awake thinking of you, meditating on you through the night. All right, so focus, listen, and then thirdly, discern. There's three internal voices that you might hear when you're praying. Those three are Satan, yourself, or God. And of course, we're trying to learn to hear the voice of God. Let's talk about uh, Satan for a moment. John 10.10, we know it says that the enemy comes, Satan comes, to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So if you're hearing a voice in prayer, ask yourself, does what you hear add to you or does it take away? Does it steal, kill, or destroy something in you? Now, we're not talking about killing unrighteousness. 
right? We're not talking about something that would take away unholiness or anything in you that is unlike God. That, of course, is God, but He will convict, not condemn. He will be adding to you even in that process, not leaving you with that sense of something being killed or destroyed or stolen from you. Does what you hear bring peace or does it bring doubt and confusion? The devil is the author. He's a liar and he's the author of all confusion. And he always tries to sow doubt. Revelation 12.10 calls Satan the accuser of the brothers. So does what you hear condemn you or accuse you? That's not God. That would be the voice of the devil. Does what you hear accuse someone else to you? Satan is the accuser of the brothers. God will never condemn or accuse someone else to you. He's not a gossip. How do we deal with it if, we, if it's the voice of Satan? Well, James 4.8 tells us very clearly that when we're submitted to God, which is how we've come in, in our focus and we're listening, that we can resist the devil, it says, and he will flee from you. We really don't have to be fearful about the devil speaking to us. The more we learn to hear the voice of God, the less we hear the voice of the devil, the more we are clear on uh, this discernment. Another voice that we could hear uh, could be yourself. Sometimes what you hear is just you, <laughs> your own inward thoughts and musings. Uh, Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is deceitfully wicked. So we have to understand that we are not our own best counselor, are we? <laughs> our heart, someone said the heart wants what it wants. There's times when uh, we could easily lead ourselves astray with our own counsel, and we have to learn to discern when we just want what we want and when we're actually hearing the voice of God. Now, I want to caution you here, though, that just because it's something you already think or something that you desire doesn't necessarily mean it's not God speaking to you because God knows us and He talks to us through our, through our own thoughts and desires. So it doesn't necessarily mean that uh, you thinking something you've thought before or something you would really like to see happen doesn't necessarily mean it's not God. It's just that we need to continue to discern between our own voice speaking to us and the voice of God speaking to us. And simply, the more you learn to focus on Him, the less you'll be caught up in your own thoughts and the more your mind will be clear to hear your voice and you'll know it is Him. So thirdly then, the voice of God. John 16, 13 says, when the spirit of truth comes, of course, the Holy Spirit, he will guide you into all the truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, that will he speak. The voice of God will never say anything that is contrary to scripture. When God is speaking, why would he contradict himself? His, scripture is his word and he will never speak, of course, contrary to scripture. He will never speak in a way that is contrary to his nature. He's never going to speak harsh and mean and ugly to you or say something unholy and have to come back and apologize to you later. That will never happen in a conversation with God. He, now, he is able to convict you, to discipline you, to be very straight with you. Of course, we want this. Hebrews 12 says that without the discipline of the Lord, we are illegitimate sons, and we don't want that. We want to be corrected by the voice of the Lord. We want to hear Him when He comes to discipline us and to correct us, to bring change to us. But the voice of God will always convict without condemning. 
He will always correct without being harsh to us. It will always have the heart and sound like the voice of a father because that's who he is to us. So learning to discern the voice of God, I want to say that it's, it's certainly not impossible. It's really not even that hard. But like any other worthwhile pursuit, it just takes practice. So begin to practice hearing the voice of God. And here's a good test. I just want to encourage you. Submit what you hear to the Word of God, to the Spirit of God, and to the people of God, to the Word of God. It's obvious, and we mentioned this a little bit ago, that God will not say anything, of course, that is uh, contrary to His Word. So it, does what I hear line up with Scripture? If, you, if you're trying to determine if you should take a certain job or what you should say to a person in a certain situation, you know, you may not hear a lot of specifics right from Scripture because that exact circumstance may not be covered in Scripture, but in general, the motivation, the principles, the, the character required, uh, whether it's selfish or sacrificial, these kind of things will be a good initial test of if this is God speaking to you or not. If God is telling you to do your own thing and to be selfish with someone else, uh, of course, that's, that would never be God. He would never tell you to, to do that. So we need to submit what we're hearing to the Word of God. Now, this is at least one reason why it's very important that we know the Word of God, isn't it? In John 14, 26, Jesus told His disciples that uh, when He, the Helper, has come, He will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So the Holy Spirit will bring to your remembrance scriptures for you to compare to what you are hearing as you pray. But if you have never read the Scripture, the Holy Spirit has nothing to bring to your remembrance. So it's important that we know the Word of God so that when we are praying and we are listening for the voice of God, we can tell if it sounds like Him or not. All right, so first of all, submit what you hear to the Word of God. Secondly, submit what you hear to the Spirit of God. What do I mean by that? Well, the objective test of the Word of God is good. And we don't want to get too subjective. In other words, thinking about uh, responding in terms of our feelings and emotions and things like that. And yet this is a relationship with a person that we're talking about. It's not strictly objective. It is a little bit subjective in that we are relating to the person of God through Jesus Christ by His Holy Spirit. And so there is a sense of this being God or not. There is a sense that we can have, in other words, of the nearness of God. When we come into worship, we sense God's presence. We don't see Him. We can't measure Him. We can't view Him clearly. But there is a sense that that is God and not an enemy and not just my imagination. All right? So when we're listening for the voice of God, there is a sense that, all right, that sounds like God. That is the, uh, it lines up with Scripture. But also it seems like God. There's a sense of His nearness or of His comfort or of inspiration or faith. All right, so we submit what we hear to the Spirit of God. And then thirdly, we can submit what we hear to the people of God. Now, there were times when Mary, the mother of Jesus, pondered things in her heart. There's a couple of different times in Scripture, different times in Jesus growing up that Mary had to just, uh, says that she, she pondered things in her heart that were going on. She had to just think about it with God on her own. And there are certainly times for that, that we just meditate and think about it in our own heart. But there are other times, especially as we're new 
to learning to hear the voice of God or as we are really dealing with important matters that we need to get it right, that it's important for us, and thank God we have the opportunity to share things with a trusted leader in our life or a trusted brother or sister, and especially some that we, someone that we know has maybe more maturity than, than we do who might be more experienced in hearing the voice of God. And we submit it to them and say, does this seem like God to you? Here's what I believe I'm hearing from God, and let them help you weigh that out. So my sheep hear my voice. We have the promise that we will hear the voice of God, and we learn how to hear the voice of God by focusing, listening, and learning to discern. Next time we're going to talk about I know them. God knows us. He knows what we need to hear from Him, and He knows how we need to hear it.